But so the scripture says, the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, it, it, if you're not careful, you don't think too closely about it. It doesn't say the end thereof is death. Okay? This, the end thereof, the way that seems right to the man, the end thereof are the ways of death. So death has a way. Death has a way of doing things, has a way of producing something, and what is producing is death. But really what it's saying is the end thereof are the ways that mortality leads to. If you, if you have a way that seems right to you and you follow that, you're following something that's subject to mortality, the ways of death. Mortality meaning, okay, yes, we are alive here for a short moment on the earth, but being mortal creatures, we will eventually die. Okay, so the ways thereof are the ways that lead to eventual death. If I have a plan, that's my own plan, and I haven't sought God about that, I haven't sought counsel, godly counsel about that, but it's my plan. It's a way that seems right to me. It's my plan. It's a good plan. I know this plan, if I follow it, should lead me to this destination. Now, I've never been there before. Just like when I plug in uh, that campsite that's somewhere up in the mountains, and I know once I get close, I'm going to lose all cell service. I know it's not going to do me any good when I'm 20 miles out to start looking back up. And uh, how many bars do you have? I don't have any. Oh, well. But we had a plan. The plan was to get to that campsite before dark, well before dark, so that we have enough time to do all of our setup and, our, and get our stuff going. And that's the plan, and it's a good plan. And if I'm subject to my plan, my ways, I don't know if you've ever done this. I've done this too many times. I don't know. You'd think I'd learned the lesson by now. You can start your route on your phone. When you're leaving Yakima, if you're headed, I don't know, to Mount Rainier, you, you got good service here. You're leaving the house, and you know, okay, we know exactly how it says we're going to get there at 5.35 p.m. Okay, I can live with that. 5.35, that sounds good. And you hit go, and you start your, your directions. And, okay, we're on the freeway for 63 miles. Okay, 63 miles. That'll be easy enough to remember. And we know we look for this exit. i got to save some battery power on my phone, so I'm going to shut that off for a little bit. 63 miles down the road. What exit was that we were looking for? Oh, hang on. Let me fire back up. No, we're in the middle of nowhere now. 
I can't get back on my directions like I was supposed to get on my directions. If I would have just kept it running the whole time, I'd be able to tell you. But nope. We're somewhere close. I know that. The, the way that seems right. Okay, I'm going to line up this and this and this. I know i got to have this much money in the bank account. I know i got to have this person's number on speed dial. And I know the, these are the, 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 the directions for how to get to my plan, the end destination of my plan. And you start down that path. And you get going in that direction. And everything is moving in that direction. And then it's, okay, this doesn't really look familiar. I didn't actually plan on this. Let's just figure out for a second. Let's reset our coordinates here. I don't have any service. I don't, uh, so-and-so is not answering my phone call. Uh, that money that I was supposed to have there, well, I had to use it for this and set it aside for that or whenever over here. So my plan is falling apart. The end thereof are the ways of death. The end thereof will not lead the way that you thought it was going to lead. Now, I would say to you, God has a plan for every person in this room. I know that he does. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for your family. He has a plan for your future. The end of his plan is not the ways of death. The end of his plan is not subject to mortality like my plan is. No, Jeremiah says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you and the plans that I have for you. They are not the ways of death. They are not the ways that lead to destruction. It's to bring you to an expected end. Who's expected? His expected end. So if I know that he has an expected end, that's a, a, a desired outcome for my life. And he has the means to get me there. Can't leave that part out. Because if he just said, nope, here's your expected end. Let me tell you what your life is going to look like in 30 years. And I'll meet you there. I'd be in big trouble. Because I'd be trying, okay, what are the means that are going to get me there? But he, he doesn't do it like that. I know the thoughts. That's what the scripture says. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The Lord is thinking about you. He's thinking about you right now, this instant. He's thinking about Martin. He's thinking about Brother Tim. He's thinking about Sister Mary. He's thinking, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Would you pray with me, Jesus? God, we want our thoughts to be in line with your thoughts. God, we want our plans to be subject to you, to your plans. 
Jesus, your ways are the ways that lead to prosperity for us. Our ways, God, lead to death and nothing but death. Jesus, we are subject in our humanity to the ways of mortality, God, to the ways that don't lead to prosperity. But your ways, Jesus, God, your ways are higher than our ways. Would somebody stand right now? Just submit your, your will and your plans to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, God, take my life. God, take my life, the things that I have, God, the means that I have, God, to get as far as I can. Jesus, I submit those to you right now. I surrender those to you right now, Lord Jesus. God, I don't want to do anything without your approval. I don't want to do anything without your direction. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I don't want to move without your direction, God. I don't want to move without your leading, Lord Jesus. God, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. Jesus, I pray that you would begin ordering steps right now. God, that you would begin orchestrating steps right now for each life. In the name of Jesus, God, when we can't see the way, we know that you're working anyways. When we don't know the direction, God, we know that we can trust you and lean on you, Lord Jesus. Lord, in your name, Lord, in your name, we lean on you and not to our own understanding. We lean on you, Lord Jesus, and not to our own ways. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for thinking about me, for looking out for me, God. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. There was a period of time about roughly five years ago. Um, for those of you that, that, that don't know, or maybe you've heard and seen parts of this, uh, Bishop Schoonover, he's got a brilliant mind when it comes to business. I've, I've been able to watch and observe. I, I've married into the family, so I knew right away, okay, I'm going to have to at least pick up on a little bit of what he's putting down. I, 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 this is what's going to my wife that I married, she's got this example of what a provider looks like. And um, like I said, he's, he's brilliant when he, he, the Lord will just say, you know what you could, <laughs> you know what you could do? You could turn this into a business. You could, your phone dropped and broke. You could turn that into a business. Uh, I don't know about you. My phone's dropped and broken. I never really thought about, ooh, money right there. No, I'm thinking, no, money right there. But, but he, his mind just turns, in the, and that's – so he started this, this iPhone repair business, and I had learned a, a little bit about it uh, before we moved back to Memphis 
uh, several years ago. I just learned the basics of it. And then, uh, obviously, if you, you know technology is always changing, so you got to stay on top of these things and know, okay, well, you, you just learned to fix that kind of a phone. Well, guess what? Everybody's got a different kind of phone now. So you got to learn how to fix that. And so I was trying to, to, to keep up on these things, trying to follow, and through kind of the process of just job transitioning, I decided I need to learn more about that. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back out to Washington. I'm going to commit about a week's worth of time to, to train and learn. Okay, I, I learned this stuff a few years ago, but it's changed. And So let me get a little bit more knowledge and let me get a little bit more understanding, and then I can get a plan. I'm going to make a plan for how to do this. I'm being honest with you today. I hope that's okay. My plan was I'll start my own one of these businesses. I'll start doing what I've seen him do, and I know that it worked for him. So I can do this. I, I mean, I learned how to fix one of these things, and if you can fix one, you can fix anything like it, you would think. So I had a plan. I, I even I, I got pretty well into that plan. I did come out to Washington. I did commit the time and the money and the resources to, to learning this and furthering this plan. And I, I go back home, plan in hand, ready to see it happen. And it didn't take probably about a week for me to realize this plan is not happening the way that I thought it was going to happen. I, I had great hopes and ambitions and vision for this plan. I mean, I can, it's working over there in Washington. It's working in every single state between here and there. It's going to work here. See, this is my plan. The way that seemed right to me. So I go on and I'm, I'm pushing this. And I'm trying to make it happen. And it's like every, every phone that I touch, it just gets worse instead of better. And I'm having to buy people new phones instead of them paying me to fix their phone I, I break it beyond repair, and I owe them a new phone. Not my plan. No, that plan will not profit you very well when you're starting to put out money instead of what's supposed to be coming in. So I, okay, I say, I hit the brakes. Stop for a second. Where did I go wrong with this plan? Where, what happened between the brilliant, we can make money and this is going to satisfy, to, nope, I'm losing money every time I try to do another job. And is this okay with everybody? This is about as practical as I can get. But I had to stop and I had to say, something is not working here. Something is, is just not working. My plan, my my ways 
are not right. Another scripture says, commit thy works before the Lord. Commit thy works. And so what this means is, I've got this plan. I know that I can do this. I've got the means to make it happen. But I forgot this one little part. This one little scripture that says, how do you feel about this plan? I'm committing this work to you. <laughs> and if I do that, and I go out, and a week later, nope, I'm in the negative, I, I, I should pr probably get a good understanding and good idea of how he feels about it. I committed this to you. We're trying to make it work, and it just keeps falling flat every time. Nope, didn't work. Nope, didn't work. Okay, now it's on me to say, what am I going to learn from this? Am I going to hear? Am I actually going to, am I going to put my money where my mouth is? Am I going to commit my works? Am I going to say, really, at this level of my life, thy will be done? It's really easy to say it right here. Thy will be done. But it's not as easy to say it out there. Thy will be done. Because, no, my will, I'm trying to get my will done. It's not happening. I can't do both. I can't go out there and try to do my will, my will, my will, my will. And then go before the Lord. Oh, Lord, I just want your will. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to have happen. I'll do what you want me to do. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. Scripture says, how does fresh water and bitter water flow from the same fountain? Fresh water, it doesn't work that way. You don't, you, you don't go to that fountain one day, mm, this is good stuff, fresh water. I'll get some more of that. Oh, it got bitter all of a sudden. Huh. What's wrong with this fountain? If that's, the <laughs> if that's the case, what's the source of this fountain? Where is it coming from? And so out of my life, I have to see, okay, is it, is it constantly fresh? Or is it constantly bitter? Or is it fresh here, bitter here, fresh here, bitter here? It's not supposed to work that way. The problem, I would say, is I'm not fully committing my works to the Lord. Because everything that's his plan is fresh, is pure, is going to work the way he intends it to work. But when I, <laughs> so picture a fountain, just this fresh, fresh fountain flowing, clear, pure water. And that's his will. That's, 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 the, that's the water of the spirit just flowing there. And then over here, I got my little squirt gun with some, some Kool-Aid in it. That's good stuff, Lord. I'll, I'll see what I can add. Squirt, squirt. Oh, red drops. No, let's get that back fresh. Oh, yeah, that's fresh. Let me see what I can do. Squirt, squirt. No, I'm ruining it again. It's I, I, Whatever I am trying to add is not working. This is me. 
this is the flesh stuff. And, and, and I try to add and combine the flesh and the spirit together. And the scripture is plain. That fountain won't work. I want the, I want the freshness of God, the purity of his spirit and, and, and his will to actually be flowing through my life. Every decision, every time that I go before him, I'm going to say, Lord, I commit this work. I commit this day. I commit this morning. I commit this evening. Whatever it is to you and my work, my part of what it is that I'm doing this day, I commit that to you. He will honor that. And you'll, he'll start to tell you. You'll, or either he'll start to tell you or you'll start to see the circumstances correctly. This isn't working for a reason. This is working for a reason. Will you pray with me again? Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, we commit our works to you right now. Jesus, our plans. Jesus, the talents that you've blessed us with, God. The abilities, the skills, all the things that you've given us the ability to do, God. Without you as the source, Jesus, it would still be bitter. Without you as the source, God, it would still lead to destruction. Jesus, but thy ways are higher than ours. Jesus, everything that you do, you're the giver of, of good gifts. Jesus, you're the one that makes a way. You're the one that makes it work. In the name of Jesus, would you just continue to talk to the Lord? Lord, what is my part? Lord, what is my part in your will? Jesus, my, my will, my plan, God, is, is less than yours. My ways are lower than your ways. God, I, I acknowledge that, and I want to know your plan and your plan for my life, your will for my life, Lord Jesus. God, in your name, God, in your name, you alone know what the future holds, Lord Jesus. You alone know what the future holds. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, my wife and I, have, we've, we've had this ongoing conversation lately about the, the critical point of, I guess you could call it, uh, ending high school years and, and going into either college or workforce or whatever it is. And I, as I, again, using myself as an example, as I, I look back at, to my life, I was already working part-time at a tax office, a bookkeeping office, while I was finishing up high school. And so I thought it would make a lot of sense. I mean, I don't really know. I, I know I'm going to go to college from here. It would make, I guess, some sense to just stay in this field or this area because I'm, I, got, I got two years of experience already. 
you know what I could do with two years of experience and the degree and the added years of experience that I'm going to get while I'm getting this degree? And that, the, the problem I would say, Elder, is you don't know five years from then, 10 years from then, 15, 20 years from then. You, I don't mean to sound cruel, but you don't know anything about what that future holds. So we, and I'll, I'll be, the, I'll be the, the first one to tell you, I think it's good to, to just have ambition in life. And if that means get this degree or head this direction, whatever that is, if you've got that ambition and you combine that with seeking the Lord like we're talking about, he can use you to do great mighty, powerful things. But the problem is we put so much pressure at that juncture in life. I know you've all heard this. What do you want to be when you grow up? 17-year-old, when you grow up? What do you want to be? 15-year-old, 20-year-old, 22-year-old? What do you want to do with your life? And you, it's impossible. I, I'm, I'm almost 33 years old now. I can tell you just from these short 33 years, it's impossible to, at, at 18 or 20 or 15 or 25 to say, at 35, here's what I'm going to be doing. Here's, here's the plan. Here's the path for my life. And we put so much pressure at that, at that stage. And if you're not careful, <laughs> 10 years goes by and uh, 20 years goes by. Th- you put the number on it. That many years goes by and you're still judging yourself based on who, what you told somebody you wanted to be when you were 18. I'm not there. No, I'm, I'm 45 and, you know, I, I, I didn't get to do what I said I wanted to do when I was 17. What's the matter with me? You see that? that, Where did that pressure come from? (laughs) But this this is our society. Our society says you better at least have a pretty good idea at 18 of what you're going to be doing at 40. Otherwise, you're really not good for much. (laughs) But... that, that is an, ex- an exact and direct opposition to what we've talked about today, committing your works before the Lord and the, pl- the ways that seem right, the plan that seems right to you at that time. All we really can do is seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord today. Seek the Lord today. If the Lord shows up and he says, Ethan, guess what? By the time you're 30, you're going to be in upper management. You're going to have all these people coming to you for advice. If he tells you that, that's great. That's awesome. Great. More power to you. But more often he's going to say, let me show you something in my word about this life that this guy lived or this thing that this lady went through or this family. What, 
and you're trying to say, okay, that's good. I can learn all about King David, but how's that going to help me 10 years from now? <laughs> okay, I can learn all about the apostles. I can name them, tell you how they died. How's that going to help me get a job or progress? And, and we've got these dual mindsets. I want to seek the Lord. I want to please the Lord. I want his will to be done. But I got to do this, and I got to have this in line, and I need to know this, and I, I, I've got to be able to tell. I don't want to look foolish when somebody says, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? Well, I don't, I'm just, I'm seeking the Lord. <laughs> that, sad to say that answer doesn't fly very far in this society. So then you got a choice. Where am I putting my weight? Where am I putting my, my direction, my care? Where am I, am I going to say, okay, well, I, I, I gotta, I've got to please society enough to have somewhat of a plan. I've got to please, I've got to please people enough to say, okay, just, just bear with me for, you know, two more months while I figure that out, or six more months, or two more years, or we'll get there because we got the plan. It doesn't work that way. That is not how the kingdom of God works. Praise God. Praise God. Isaiah 55, the scripture says, the Lord said, my ways are higher, my thoughts are above your thoughts, and my ways are above your ways. And you ever set direction for your life only to wonder how did I get here? Yeah, had to happen before, haven't we? Hear me today, the I don't believe the Lord's telling us we shouldn't have direction for our life. We should have direction. The Lord gives us direction. Where we get in trouble is when we're not willing to trust him. And so we have to set our own course. Usually where we really get in trouble is when he's saying, I'm not, he's not telling us anything right now. And so we're like, well, Lord, you're not giving me any direction. So I'm just going to do my own thing until you give me some direction rather than waiting on him. That's what caused King Saul to have the kingdom stripped from him. Read the scripture. King Saul was there and he was waiting on the prophet Samuel to come and offer a sacrifice. And Samuel wasn't showing up. The scripture says Samuel delayed his coming. And so he wasn't coming. And so Saul was like, I'm waiting, but, uh, you know, I, waiting gets difficult sometimes and I'm waiting and I, I'm king and people are looking at me and there's a battle to go fight and there's stuff to do and you ever feel that pressure that Brother Flowers talking about I got to do something I can't do nothing I can't hear me the best thing you can ever do if the Lord's not giving you any direction is wait I know this from my own experience if the Lord is not giving you direction wait The Lord's really trying to help someone today. If you're sitting here going, man, I don't know what this is about. This doesn't mean anything to me. Either you're not listening with your spirit or maybe it's not for you today. But you can trust him. You can trust him. Right? In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. 
in all your ways. I had this interesting thought. Um, I, I thought we should do a poll sometime. Don't worry, we won't. But you, you can do this as maybe a rhetorical thought. That we should do a, a poll that says, what's more important to you, your job or your relationship with God in the body of Christ? And I mean, I know what everybody would say, right? Because you're going to give the right answer, right? That's what we do. We know what the answer should be. And so then the next part would be, okay, what does your life reflect? And then let's take it a step further. Let's forget what you think and what I think my life reflects. What does those nearest and dearest to me that know me better than anybody else, what do they say my life reflects? That's a prover of my ways and where my heart is. But let me say this, and I'm going to finish here. The, there's this idea that if we're walking in the way of the Lord, that everything is perfect and everything is blessed and everything is smooth and there's no trial, no test, no problem. Whew, that's my measure that I'm in the will of God. If that's your measure, you're not going to walk in the will of God. The measure of walking in the will of God is not how's life going for you. The measure of walking in the will of God is, am I following his word and do I have peace? Peace. You know, you can have peace in the midst of turmoil. The world can be in chaos, but you can still have peace. And as long as I've got peace, well, you chose that direction there, Joel. I don't know what's going on. Must not be in the will. Of God. No, I know I'm in the will of God. I got peace. Well, how come this? I don't know why this. Well, what's going on? I, I don't know. I can't give you the answer there. Well, why? I don't know, but I know I heard from God. I have peace. And as long as I have peace that comes from him, this there's a, another old song. You guys are lucky I don't just break out into singing like some bad musical every once in a while because songs just come into my spirit. <laughs> you, know, you know, you've seen those bad musicals like, like an old Elvis movie. He'd be, anyway, I digress. <laughs> right, just going along, all of a sudden he starts breaking. I'm not. So anyway, but I had this song come into my, right? There's a song that says, we had all these different parts, right? And it said, this peace I have. The world did not give it to me, and the world cannot take it away. This joy that I have, the world did not give it to me, and the world cannot take it away. You know what that song meant? It meant, you know what? Peace and joy in my life are not decided by the effects of the world and life around me. And so when I let the Lord direct my path, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean life doesn't go wrong. It just means he knows what he's doing. He knows where I am. Look at the story of Job for 40 chapters plus. He gets to one point in his walk with God. And he says, I look to the front and he's not there. And I look behind me and he's not there. And I look on the left where he works or where I found him before and he's not there. And I look on the right where I've seen him work before and he's not there. I can't find him. But this I know, Job says, and I'm paraphrasing, but go read it. I think it's the 22nd chapter of Job. He says this, but this I know. He knows the way that I take. 
And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Sometimes the way that the Lord chooses for us is a way of trying and proving. That's why it's not all beautiful brook-lined paths with birds chirping and flowers blooming. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. When I started with Walmart and moved quickly through there early years and got promoted and I was scared to death going into management because I knew that mean I'd go different places whenever they said move move and I was like oh my goodness what if they want to move me and it's not the will of God I mean I'm a teenager and these things are going through my mind and so I'm 20 years old and this is thoughts I'm wrestling with Lord but it looks like an open door and I believe you've done this but what if and and I, I went and talked to my pastor and uh, because I wanted to go to Bible school and that didn't work out. And so I was confused. Man, I got this opportunity at Walmart, but I can't go to Bible school. And so it must be the will of God for me to go to Bible school versus Walmart. I mean, come on, right? It's never the will of God to go to Walmart, is it? I mean, good grief. And so I went. I'll never forget the day. And some of you heard this story before, so I apologize. But I'll never forget the day I went into the office with Brother Thornton there, who was my pastor at the time. I'm sitting in the office with him, and I'm just broken. I'm a young man that's had my dreams crushed because I was wanting to go to Bible school, and that's not happening now. And, and, and he looks at me, and he said these words. He said, Joel, I'll tell you something. He said, the Lord can use Walmart to teach you a lot more about working with people than he ever could at Bible school. Now, if you think I was sitting there and I stood up and said, well, praise the Lord, Pastor. That's the word I needed to hear. Thank you. That's all I need to know now. I'm, no, that didn't, that didn't make a difference for me at all in the moment. Because I had my heart set somewhere else. Are you hearing me? I had my heart set somewhere else. But it wasn't where God was trying to direct me. But my heart was set somewhere else. And so the word of God through the man of God. I wasn't liking it. But it was right. And I look back years later. And if I've told that story once. Some of you guys have probably heard it more than once. If I've told it once. I've told it a hundred times. Because I've reflected on that so many times. Because it was such a critical time in my life. And the Lord was directing my steps. Was protecting me from my own way. I remember several stories. You look in scripture. Joseph. The flowers mentioned David. You look at those guys. Man, they must not have been in the will of God. I mean, Joseph got a dreams from the Lord, prophetic dreams. Then he ended up getting thrown in a pit by his brothers. He ended up in a 
Potiphar's house as a slave. Couldn't get that right. He ended up in prison. You talk about somebody that must not have been in God's will. I mean, David, he was anointed king. He killed a giant. There's no doubt God was in that. But then he's hiding in caves. Then he's in Philistines spitting in his own beard, acting like a crazy man so he doesn't get killed. I mean, somewhere along the way, he was just out of the will of God. and just. Oh, you mean sometimes God's ways are in prisons and in pits and fleeing to caves. What in the world was the Lord doing? I'll tell you what the Lord was doing. One of the things he was doing with those men, he was stripping them of their pride and their ego and an understanding that anything that's accomplished in your life is because God did it, not because your life was all perfect and everything was in order. And some of us, we've decided once my life is perfect and in order, then God can use me. Then I'll be, that's foolishness and it's a lie and it's deception because what it does is it keeps us from walking in the ways of God. Praise God. Why don't you stand with me? The Lord used Walmart in my life. He really did. I prayed this prayer, Lord, use this company to take me wherever you want me because I don't trust myself, but I trust you. It wasn't long. My wife and I had been married nine months, and he moved us from Missouri to Utah. You want to talk about going to a foreign country? It was a foreign country. If you've never lived in Utah, you don't understand that statement, but trust me. It's as close to a foreign country in the United States as you'll ever get. It was a foreign country. The influence of that false spirit of Mormonism there is so strong, you have no idea. And, uh, but the Lord took us there, and a couple by the name of Brother and Sister Guerrero had just started a church six months before in Salt Lake City. My wife and I began working with them for the next four years. We were just back there earlier this year, privileged to be with them and preach their 25th anniversary church service. Saw a congregation, literally standing room only, seats in the aisles where the Lord had done a work. And we had the privilege of working there with them for four and a half years. I don't know about all this, but Sister Guerrero made this statement. She said, we weren't sure if we were going to continue. But when the heart showed up, it was as though angels came and were with us. Now, I'm not saying that about us. You guys know better than that. But the Lord had used a company to take us where he needed us and where he knew we needed to be. And my wife and I wrestled with a decision on the job with Walmart about should we allow them to move us. They were wanting to promote us. And I kept saying, no, I don't want the promotion because I knew promotion meant move. And I was like, I can't risk being pulled out of. We felt so connected to the work there. I mean, we'd been with this church from six months to four years and the growing of it and the Bible study, you name it. And so we were filling this pool. And so my wife and I talked about it, prayed about it. Said, no, tell you what we'll do. We'll tell them that our name is available, and we trust the Lord with that. Well, Lord, I'm putting my name, but it's in your hands. You know, you can do that sometimes. 
It's in your hands. Well, I thought that would give us a year or so, you know. I wish that was the case. I said that two weeks later, the phone came and said, we're moving you to Washington State. Two weeks. I think maybe the Lord was ready to make a move. Now, this is how that works. I understand there's a wrestling between our way and God's way. I know what it is. I've lived it in my life. And I don't think you ever get past it as long as you're human. There's a wrestling between your way and God's way. But His way is right. And He wants to direct your life daily. We were at camp for the Utahs combined with other states for a district. We were at a summer camp. It was sort of our last event before we loaded up the U-Haul and headed to Washington. Brother Kenneth Haney was preaching that camp. Mighty move of God working there in Powell, Wyoming. My wife and I went back to the room where we were staying. We were staying in a dorm room there at this camp where they were holding camp at a college. And we're sitting on the bed and I'm weeping talking to my wife. I'm, I'm like, because I was feeling so much witness of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. And I'm like, babe, we can't leave Salt Lake. How can we leave now? Listen to all these things the Lord has said. How could we dare? And we're in the middle of our two weeks at this point. I'm, I'm calling Walmart and I'm telling, I'm sorry, deal's off. I'm not going. Leave me there. If, if you got to demote me to something to make it work, I'm sorry, I can't go. And my wife doesn't always say very much. She usually is just like, okay, that's what you're saying we're going to do. We're going to do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I trust your direction. Okay, I'm supporting your direction. And she does that. She doesn't just do it with her lips. She does it with her spirit. She doesn't just say it with her mouth and her actions. Her spirit says that. And so, but this day she said she had something to say about my comment. She didn't just say, okay, Joel, I'm with you. She said, um, you know, Joel, I'll never forget. She's sitting there on the bed in that little dorm room. She said, when we decided to go ahead and put your name out there, that we said we'd trust God for where he wanted to take us. So either this is God or it isn't. That was all I needed to hear. I said, you know what? You're right. And I felt the peace of God again. All right. So it is. And now, 22 years later, being in Washington State, the rest is history. But he orders our steps. But you've got to be willing to commit your ways to him. Would you pray with me before we go today? This isn't just something that we can come to an altar and pray for a minute. And then we walk out and go, well, that was good. And I, now I'm all set. No, this is something we've got to let get in our spirit. And we're going to have to pray daily letting him do this in our lives. God, your way, not mine. Your way, not mine. Come on, if you really mean and desire that, would you be willing to pray that today, Lord? Your way, not mine. Your plan, not mine. Your purpose, not mine. Father, I, I have dreams, and there's nothing wrong with dreams, but God, I, I'm asking you, take all of mine and give me yours. Things and ideas I had for myself, Lord, I'm not interested in those Father, I want your will. I want your way. I want your plan and your purpose for my life every day, every day, every day. Come on, you don't have to figure out next week. Just 
today, Lord, today. Direct my steps today. Direct my life today. Order me today according to your word and according to your will, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray on this people, the leading and the guiding of the Spirit of God, the instructing of the Holy Ghost, an ear that will hear and a heart that will obey. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. When the Lord baptized you and I with the Holy Ghost, it was so that His Spirit could lead and guide us. The Word is clear. His Spirit will lead us and guide us in all truth. We need to be led of His Spirit in all that we do. Daily letting Him lead us. Daily letting Him guide us. It's the reason the Lord said, Take no thought for tomorrow. Take no thought for tomorrow. You know what steals your peace and joy? If you trace it, your peace and joy gets stolen every time you think about tomorrow or every time you think about yesterday. That's what does it. Anytime you look forward in the future, maybe it's not even tomorrow, maybe it's Two hours from now. God is the I am. Not the I will be, not the I was, the I am. He is the ever-present God. And so His desire is to direct us every moment of our lives. You say, well, what do I do about the future? Do you think He doesn't understand the future? You know what He'll do? In a moment, He'll give you wisdom to make a decision... That will affect the future. You say, well, am I not even supposed to plan? Didn't say that. But you let the Lord direct the planning. You let the Lord order that and direct that. When we moved to Arkansas, I didn't have a job and I bought a house. That was before the 2008 crash. They don't let people do that anymore. There's a good reason they don't let people do that anymore. But I prayed and I had peace. And so I bought this house. The person that gave me the loan for the house said, uh, do you have a job? I said, no. They said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I think I'm going to be a banker. I said, I've been that for a little while and I should be able to get another job in this area as a banker. Okay, if you think you'll get a job in 90, we'll go ahead. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? And so I didn't have a bunch of money to put down either, so don't get some idea there. Just crazy. But I had peace. I prayed about it. And the Lord said, you can buy the house. What was I thinking? I had peace. I have a house now that an evangelist is living in there. It's serving the kingdom of God. It's serving his purpose. They were living in a mobile trailer. Now they have a house to live in. The Lord saw the end from the beginning. And everything he does, he does for his purpose and his kingdom. It wasn't so I could say I got a house. I didn't see all that when I had peace to move forward. He did. See, you don't have to plan for the... I've had people say, well, man, how did you plan to do... You know what? I really didn't plan to do that. I can't take any credit. I just had peace one day, and I acted on the peace I had, and the rest, God just blessed it. He had a plan for it. You can trust Him. Amen? Praise God. Greet somebody and tell them His way. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Come on, greet somebody. Tell them His way.